Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, and this is simply ordinary time. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from 1 Kings chapter 2, beginning this morning with verse 1. When David's time to die drew near, he charged his son Solomon, saying, I am about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong, be courageous, and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and keeping his statutes, his commandments, his ordinances, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, so that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. Then the Lord will establish his word that he spoke concerning me. If your heir takes heed to their way, to walk before me in faithfulness with all their hearts and with all their soul, there shall not fail you a successor on the throne of Israel. Moreover, you also know what Joab the son of Zeruiah did to me, how he dealt with the two commanders of the armies of Israel, Abner son of Ner and Amasa son of Jether, whom he murdered, retaliating in a time of peace for blood that had been shed in war, and putting the blood of war on the belt around his waist and on the sandals on his feet. Act, therefore, according to your wisdom, but do not let his gray head go down to Sheol in peace. Deal loyally, however, with the sons of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table. For with such loyalty they met me when I fled from your brother Absalom. There is also with you Shimei, son of Gera, the Benjaminite from Baharim, who cursed me with a terrible curse on the day when I went to Mahanaim. But when he came down to meet me at the Jordan, I swore to him by the Lord, I will not put you to death with the sword. Therefore, do not hold him guiltless, for you are a wise man. You will know what you ought to do to him, and you must bring his gray head down with the blood to Sheol.
What advice would you give a young king? What is most important for a king to know? The end of David's advice to Solomon is all about the dirty work of power politics, about honoring alliances, settling scores, and eliminating rivals to the throne. In that way, David's briefing to Solomon is is unremarkable. Yet what is supposed to truly set Israel's kings apart is their observance of God's law. There's faithfulness to the Lord, his obedience to the Lord's commands. And in that way, the king establishes justice on a foundation of God's steadfast love and mercy, of a faithfulness and righteousness that proceeds from the king's own heart. And in that way, the king acknowledges that Israel's true king and source of all blessing is the Lord. I think people in our country generally associate justice, love, and mercy with a kind of naive weakness. Well, we might say that we want a woman or a man of faith to lead our country. When push comes to shove, we want someone who can project strength. And that usually means deploying an apparatus of violence to keep law in order. Or to project power in other parts of the world. Or to show our enemies who is in charge. Given the choice between a good and righteous leader and a strong and powerful leader, the seeming dangers of this world usually lead us to choose violence. This is why David wants to rid the kingdom of Joab and his violent power. With Joab, there is no end to war. He cannot forgive. He cannot show mercy. He cannot love. His violence has both protected and at the same time dishonored David's reign. For the king to rule in the way of the Lord, there can be no place for a person that's dedicated to violence in the way that Joab is. We will see in Scripture that it takes a deep faith in the Lord, a remarkable humility and wisdom to rule from a place of justice, grace, and love, to govern in a way that ensures and looks out for the best for all involved. That is Solomon's great challenge. The Lord has established his throne now, and he must learn to walk by faith and to apply his heart to wisdom so that his rule might represent God's own righteous rule over the people. He will, of course, ultimately fall short, It is only in Jesus that we see the true nature of God's reign, not in violence, domination, or control, but in steadfast love and mercy that brings about God's justice. Our baptismal promises form a kind of pledge of allegiance to Jesus, to God's way of love, mercy, justice, and peace, because that is who God has made us to be through our baptism into Jesus. As you listen to the news today, consider what it means for us that Jesus is our Lord, the one who rules the world and whose kingdom we seek to extend in all we say and all we do. What would our politics look like if we look to lead and serve from a place of God's steadfast love and mercy in Jesus' name? In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, 
to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially this morning, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially for the people, the ministries, and the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. We pray for those who govern the nations of the world, and for all people and countries that are ravaged by strife and warfare, for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for those who are sick, for those who mourn, and for all who are working to bring your healing power to the sick and your consolation to the grieving. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin or be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.